Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Friends, I'm saying to you that we must not, when we pray, whether we are preachers or whoever we are, hinder our prayers. We can do it, even though we're praying according to the will of God. You can't hinder your prayers by not cooperating with God, even though what you're praying about is the will of God, and it is His will that your needs be met, and so on. You can hinder your prayers by not entering into the doors that God opens for you. Now, you listen to me. It's not a matter of it being or not being the will of God. Many times people try to ascertain the will of God by circumstances. Well, sometimes circumstances do have something to do with it, but not always. In other words, this preacher could say, well, I guess it isn't God's will that I preach anymore. No meetings have opened. Nobody has asked me. So I'll just quit trying to preach and get me a job and go to work. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series, The Will of God in Prayer by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's message. Some of the men of the church had actually gotten jobs for him. Maybe not just the biggest, the best thing in the world, but something that could have been a stepping stone to something better. He wouldn't even go seeing about it. He was waiting for God to send something to him. Friends, God is not going to put a job in an envelope and mail it to you in the mail. You have to get out and let people know that you're available. I've seen preachers that way. That's the strangest thing to me why a preacher wouldn't have more sense than that. But you can hinder your own prayers by not cooperating with God. And so uh, uh, let, let's believe God and let's have confidence and boldness when we come to him and confidence and boldness to see yourself with the answer. Praise the Lord. Now then I want you to notice something. I said to you that we ask very often what we are asking is the will of God and in the will of God. But you know there is a, a Godward side and a manward side to everything that we receive from God. We can nullify the effects of our prayers and it won't work. It won't work. And so you know, if it doesn't work, well, something is wrong with us. Nothing's wrong with God. God doesn't change. God's Word doesn't change. Dr. Lillian B. Yeoman said on one occasion that if I pray and don't get an answer, she said, I start changing because God's not going to change and there have to be a change somewhere. And so many times, as I've said, God said, Philippians 4.19, we gave you that verse. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now then someone can pray and say, well, I believe that scripture. And I'm waiting for God to meet my needs. And uh, they're just waiting for God, you know, to uh, drop something down on them. But you know, friends, we have a part to play also. And we must not in some of these things that we may be praying about nullify the effects of our prayers. Now I'll show you what I mean with this illustration. I know when I left the last church that I pastored, I uh, went out on the field, just like I said, in field ministry. And uh, as I went out to minister, there weren't many, uh, well, I wasn't known as an evangelist. I was known only as a, as a, as a pastor. And so I didn't have many meetings. I'd preach some and... Uh, a meeting or so, and then I didn't have any more. Well, I didn't just sit down and say, now, Lord, you, you open a door somewhere for me. 
But I knew that there was going to have a fellowship meeting a certain place on the next Thursday after I'd closed a meeting out way up in another part of the state on a Sunday night. And so I, I made mention of a certain pastor to my wife. And I said, I have no proof of it. And this man hasn't said anything to me because I don't, uh, I haven't really seen him recently. But in my spirit, I have the witness that he's been trying to contact me to get a hold of me to hold a meeting. So I'll go down there. See, he didn't know where it was. And if he doesn't, well, someone else will. Well, then I said to her, when I start the meeting, I'll come back and get you and the children. Well, now, you see, I went with confidence and with boldness. I didn't say if I get one and so on and so forth. I said when I do. I drove down to this fellowship meeting. Well, I knew they'd start about 10 o'clock in the morning, but I had over 100 miles to drive, and I got in there about 11 o'clock, time to hear the speaker. I knew he wouldn't be speaking till about 11 o'clock. In the afternoon, I knew they'd introduced all the visitors, and I felt they would introduce me and let it be known that I was an evangelist. But at any rate, I slipped in and sat down on the back seat in this auditorium about 11 o'clock. There were several preachers sitting in a pew right in front of me. The very fellow I was talking about was sitting on the end. He just reached back and took my hand and whispered to me and said, Say, boy, I've been trying to reach you. I want you to hold me a meeting. I said, I know it. I know it. In my spirit, you see, I knew it. Well, he said, when can you start? I said, tonight. He said, well, we can't start tonight with no advertisement because that's Thursday night. But I tell you what, you just come go home with me from the fellowship meeting. Tomorrow night, Friday night, we have a regular Friday night service in our church. You can preach tomorrow night. Then we'll get out advertisement Saturday and we'll start the meeting on Sunday. So I did. And the Lord gave us one of the best meetings that they had had. They said, actually, in the history of the church. Well, now, you see, I not only... Uh, believe God, but I acted on what I believed. I could have stayed at home said, Lord, you open the door for me and send me something and nothing might, might not have turned up. But you see, we have to act upon what we believe. By this time, another fellow who was in the meeting had contacted me and I went to him for a meeting and so on. Well, going to fellowship meetings to let them know you're available for meetings is a necessary part of the work. How are they going to know it? Are you just going to sit home and ask God to send someone by? That may happen occasionally. I had a preacher friend to whom I said, come and go with me to the fellowship meeting. He was living in that area, and really he was actually under some obligation to go. He had gotten a little bitter because he wasn't being asked to preach, though he had never made himself available. I never asked anyone for a meeting in my life, but I did get in circulation. Well, this fellow that I was talking about had resigned his church and moved to this place and just sat down. He rarely went to anyone's church, even on Sunday, just sat there. And because folks didn't come by and say, well, come home in meeting, he'd gotten bitter about it. He sat there for several months and no one said a word to him. Well, really, a lot of folks didn't even know he was there because he moved down to a different section where he wasn't known. I guess they thought he was trying to withdraw from society and that he didn't want anyone to say anything to him. So I said, come on, go. Well, he said he'd go at first. Then when I went by for him, he said, no, I'm not going. I said, man, you can't just sit here and expect someone to call. They don't even know what you're doing. Many of the folks in this area think that you're still the pastor of a church over in another area. It hasn't gotten around yet. They don't know that you're looking for meetings and are available. You know yourself that in the afternoon they would probably ask you to preach. I don't know of another available minister. Besides that, they introduce all the visiting ministers and evangelists so people will know who is available. No, I'm not going, he said. Well, that's the way I did he said, well, I'm not stupid like you are. I said, well, bless God, I'm not sitting around without anything. If you want to sit here then, just sit here and rot. He just sat there getting more and more bitter and never did anything more about preaching. Later, he moved to another city and, you know, just absolutely got out of the ministry. Friends, I'm saying to you that we must not 
when we pray, whether we are preachers or whoever we are, hinder our prayers. We can do it even though we're praying according to the will of God. You can't hinder your prayers by not cooperating with God, even though what you're praying about is the will of God and it is his will that your needs be met and so on. You can hinder your prayers by not entering into the doors that God opens for you. Now, you listen to me. It's not a matter of it being or not being the will of God. Many times people try to ascertain the will of God by circumstances. Well, sometimes circumstances do have something to do with it, but not always. In other words, this preacher could say, well, I guess it isn't God's will that I preach anymore. No meetings have opened. Nobody has asked me, so I'll just quit trying to preach and get me a job and go to work. But now, wait a minute. The Bible said the calling of God and the gift of God is without repentance. The Bible said so. If God called a man to preach, then he's not going to be able to get rid of his calling that quickly. I'm simply making the observation that too many times we try to find the will of God by the circumstances involved without taking anything else into consideration. We need to take God's word into consideration first. And then secondly, we need to take into consideration what God has said to us and how he has dealt with our own spirits. And then thirdly, take the circumstances in consideration. Now again, I've had pastors to tell me, and I knew in my spirit they were missing God. The pastor told me, well, I'm going to leave my church. I knew by revelation in my spirit that he should not. I didn't tell him. But I did everything else but tell him. I didn't come right out and say, boy, you're a fool. You're missing God if you leave your church. I told him, now you better be careful. You might miss God. Now, if that's not telling him, what is it? It's not knocking him in the head, but it's telling him. He said, no, no, I put a fleece out before God. We were having an election, and I decided that I was going to have them to vote on me. He had been voted in indefinitely, I suppose. He didn't have to have the vote on him, but he said, I don't want to stay at the church if they don't want to stay, so I had an election. Now, according to the rules of this particular church, if he had gotten two-thirds of the votes, he was to remain. But there were two people. Now, think about it. Just two people out of all of them that were voting who voted no. Because he had the two negative votes, he is going to leave. Now, you can hardly ever get 100%. 100 sheep together without a couple of old goats in the bunch, I don't suppose. But anyway, too many times, folks try to ascertain what God's will is by what they call putting out a fleece. Now, here was his fleece. Lord, if I get every vote 100%, then I will accept that as your will to stay. If I don't, I'm going to leave. I tried to tell him that wasn't the way to try to find the will of God. You might not get every vote because everyone in the church might not be in the best fellowship with God where they could listen to the Spirit of God. You know that. People are just as human and natural as you are. And sometimes uh, some things might have been said just a few days before that, that made them take a little offense. Right at that time, they might have written no, when at another time they had written yes. Now, I'm only using this as an illustration, friends. Can't you see how that the same thing can be true in the life of a believer? He can miss God just as easy as a preacher could. Can't you see that there are many things involved in one's own life that he senses in his spirit? He has the urge, the leading, and the witness that this is what he ought to do. Yet instead of following that witness that he's supposed to follow, that leading of the Spirit, he says, Now, God, if you want me to do this, then you open this door. If you don't, you shut that door. Or you have this person to do this. He gets over into the sense realm and the mental realm, and he loses this inward witness, or it becomes indistinct and dim because he's operating in another area. Can you understand that? That happens, doesn't it? And so people can hinder their own prayers, even though it is the will of God that they be led. You know, the Bible said as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. 
You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This month's special offer is the message series by Kenneth E. Hagan, The Will of God in Prayer. In this three-CD series, Kenneth E. Hagan explores the scriptures and instructs believers on how to use the Word of God in prayer. This series is just $21. Call now, 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. I would like to encourage you that have been partnering with us to continue your partnership or maybe consider increasing your monthly partnership. And if you haven't partnered with us, I would like to ask you that you partner with us this year to help us. If this radio program has blessed you and ministered to your spirit, then we want to hear from you. We're asking you, our audience, to let us know when and where you listen. Email us at partnerservices at rhema.org or call 1-888-FAITH-99 and tell us. If you prefer, drop us a letter. Write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. If we're to remain broadcasting in your area, we need to hear from you. And if you're able, we would ask that you would consider sowing an offering to help defray the costs of this radio program. Call today to get this month's special faith-building offer, Kenneth E. Hagen's The Will of God in Prayer 3-CD Series, yours for the price of $21. The number to call is 1-888-FAITH-99. That's toll-free, 1-888-FAITH-99. Make plans to join us next week at this same time and station for more of this series by Kenneth E. Hagan. That's next week here on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.